0: The ancient Greeks built large stadiums for horse racing and chariot racing. The Greek words for horse and course were combined to give these stadiums the name Hippodrome. In the 19th century, French and English promoters began their own horse racing competitions and brought the name Hippodrome along with it. American promoters followed their example and included various other sports, including wrestling and boxing. Since these events were often meant more for entertainment than pure sport, many of these events had predetermined winners. The term Hippodroming soon came to define sporting events of dubious integrity. These are also the best kind of sporting events. Welcome to the Hippodrome. To the Hippodrome.
1: Welcome back to the Hippodrome, fans and me. Were you welcoming me back? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was looking at you. Oh, okay. Well, right. I mean, hey, welcome back to the Hippodrome, Steve. Welcome to back to the Hippodrome, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be an hour of welcomes. Well, welcome back. <laughs> and to all the fans. Do we have a name for the fans yet? Uh, the hippo
0: heads. If you're okay. <laughs> I'm
1: not gonna sit here and argue hippo heads. Right, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, hippies. Hippies makes more sense. Hippies make more sense. That's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I do like hippo heads. Hippo heads. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll we'll put up a poll on Twitter and see what what the fans like. I mean, our probably be split. It's so busy already. Right. Between (laughs) me and you. Between Between me. Okay. Um. So Holly Adali, we're picking up where we left off last week. My man. So. Although I know that 1890s wrestling is normally very straightforward and very easy to understand what's going on. I think think I'm picking up on sarcasm a little bit. (laughs) This week is going to be kind of confusing. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, Because the truth of what's actually happening here gets very, very murky very quickly. Do we need to recap anything just quickly? Yeah. Do you remember what what happened last week? Yeah, let me
1: try to, as you, the professor, and me, the student... Let's hear it. Um, Final exam. Ali Adali was the fake uh, Yusef Right. Who he came in, he was like, nah, I'm the Turk, dude. <laughs> I'm a fucking dope-ass Turk. <laughs> and, and then um, he, like, beat everyone, and then uh, what, I forget where we
0: left off. That's what I'm trying to get to. So where we left off was Holly Adali had just lost his first match. Oh. And by lose his first match, I do mean he beat JT Rooney twice. He beat Farmer Burns once, and then Farmer Burns rolled outside the ring to get it to the It was uh, like a four-fall to the finish, handicap match. Right. And then he lost
1: (laughs) by somebody rolling away. Right. Okay, yeah. That's considered a loss. Well, yeah, as it should be. (laughs) Rules are
0: meant to be rules for a reason. He agreed upon it. Yeah. So so Antonio Pieri, who was... Antonio uh, Pierre, You was, know him.
1: He was the handler. He was. Of Yousef. And Ali Adali. And Ali Adali, yeah. He's the Paul Heyman of the late 1800s. I like it. Thank I you. like it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's his
0: T-shirt, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he goes to the press. Pierre goes to the press to explain what happened in the Adali loss. Uh, so he goes to Chicago's Inter-Ocean newspaper, um, and he says that Adali is a lamb and that the reason he lost is because he won't use certain holds allowed under the rules for fear of maiming his opponents he just doesn't want to murder his
1: people yeah like he's so strong he's afraid of murdering his opponents like a lamb weird comparison <laughs> Now, when you started to say he's a lamb, I was like, "Is this guy for or against Holly oh, you Dudley?" Know, because a lamb seems kind of like a in like a lion, out like a lamb, you know? Right. I mean? He right. was Sultan's lion. That was the other guy. Well, that's kind of
0: the play I think he was doing is that he was oh. known as the Sultan's lion. But now he's a Sultan's lamb. There you go. Picking up on it. <laughs> that's sheep. Are lamb and sheep the same thing? I think a lamb is a young sheep. Interesting. Hmm. Lamb chop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Play along. Uh. So. There comes a period of time here where they start doing some human interest stories about uh, Adali. We talked a little bit about some of them last week. One that I found that I thought was particularly interesting was the police played a big role in the newspapers around this time. Mm -hmm. And Steve Rowan was a large police officer in Chicago who worked at the corner of Clark and Madison Street for years. Okay, (laughs) So he was known for that. And criminals were scared of him and avoided his corner. So he decided to develop a reputation where he was eventually hired as the mayor's bodyguard. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> as, as a, okay, whatever, keep going.
0: <laughs> so there'd be periodically be comical news stories about Steve Rowan in Chicago, talking about how he would interact with people and it would show that he was stupid and lazy. a <laughs> <laughs> dumbass Steve Rowan. And then like, there would, there'd be all these articles about him just being promoted and changing jobs over the years, too. Okay. So there's, he had this easy chair outside the mayor's office. This is a complete digression. But around this time, I found the story where that kept popping up in like human interest stories where Adali and the mayor play a joke on Rowan, where the mayor tells Rowan that he wants no one allowed in his office. And then Adali shows up and Rowan has to like stop him from getting in the office. Okay, but Adali's a huge dude. That's the problem. And so, and then Adali gets through, and then the mayor's like, Well, I thought I I told you, Rowan, don't let anybody in this office. And then eventually it's revealed the mayor and Adali were just playing a prank on good old Steve Rowan.
1: Oh, those two, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's a story. <laughs> what
1: what weird power dynamics. <laughs> like, there's a pro wrestler, a mayor, and a cop. Right. They're just all pranking each other all the time. <laughs> it's the old classic, you know, mayor, cop, and a wrestler
0: walking to a bar. But it's, like, real. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as we know, it's real. Yeah. Um, as I mean, real as anything else we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so from there, Adali, there's more hype for him for more matches. So they start to talk about a match with Dan McLeod. Ah, Pat McLeod's other brother. That's right. He was billed as the middleweight catches catch can champion. Okay. So he's a little bit smaller. So on J- January 31st, Hali Adali wrestles Dan in front of a crowd ranging between 1,800 to 6,000 people in St. Paul, Minnesota. Big range of people that it could be there. And Duncan McMillan, who was another well-known wrestler from time period, accompanied McLeod. So the rules for this match was that Halei Adali would beat McLeod twice in one hour, or he would forfeit $1,000. Damn, that's a chunk of change. And also, no flying falls were allowed. May I ask? (laughs) (laughs) What's a flying fall? So a flying fall is the idea that, you know, you're normally, if if the matches that, you get a count of your shoulders hitting the mat okay simultaneously flying fall is if it's like rolling and they just hit him for a moment as you're doing another move that'd be a flying fall and they're saying no flying falls no flying falls okay. they don't we're not going to count them all right so adali won the first fall with a half nelson in 27 minutes and 16 seconds okay During the first fall, McLeod got Adali on his back. Reports were that this was the first time anyone had ever got Adali on his back.
1: Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what the ladies would say back
0: then. (laughs) Uh, In the second fall, McLeod lasted the time limit. Apparently, Adali did not hear the time limit called and threw McLeod into the ropes, and people had to jump in to break up the fight. Damn. So the papers here also, again, call Adali a loser because he won a match, but then it Went to the time limit. Okay. So, in the papers, he's a loser. Right. But we all know. Well, I mean, you know, that's the progression is that he's beating everyone at first and then, you know, give people a little bit of hope by taking him to the time limit. So, considered a loser, but he still hasn't actually, no one's actually pinned or thrown him yet. Right. Right. So, on February 1st, Adali uh, wrestles Pietro Delmas in South Bend, Indiana. And now Adali has a new manager named L M. Hausman, who was also the sporting editor for the Chicago Ocean newspaper that we talked about. What a little happened while to ago. Antonio Pierre? He's gone.
1: He's out. Why? He's just, because he's a lamb? Because Adali's a lamb and doesn't refuses to use holds? That's what I assume. That's what he
0: said. He did say that. Yeah. That's messed up, man.
1: <laughs> Don't leave my man Adali
0: out there. It's prime real estate. Pierre's like, I gotta go find another Turk. I gotta yeah. find a real lion. Oh my God. I hope Pierre comes back with a, a new <laughs> Turk. <laughs> um so so, uh, I hope it's just Turk from Scrubs, <laughs> the, the third one. It's the just, third Turk, yeah, 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 and he's always upset because everyone calls him terrible Turk, yeah. So, Adali beat Delmas four times in 30 minutes and 50 seconds, all with half Nelson's. Okay, so he's back on the winning ways. Uh, afterward, one report in Cincinnati Inquirer notes that this will probably be uh, Adali's last match in the West as he's anxious to get back to Turkey. Okay. But he doesn't go back he just yet. He wants to go back to Turkey. That's all he is wants. He, is he homesick? He's very homesick. Is that what it is? Yeah.
1: He misses his sultan? Well,
0: he misses his sultan, and I you don't know if you remember last week, he had that picture of, the, of a woman the that woman. was drawn That's when he dies, he's he's going to be part of his harem. So he wants to go die Right. Is that really what's going on? <laughs> is he just, is he emo? <laughs> is Holly
1: Dolly mad emo right now? Well, there's also a word that, like, He's like when... man, I can, like, throw anyone I want, but, like, I just want to sit and write poetry. <laughs>
0: but that's a passion. It's kind of that idea. Yeah. That's pretty
1: sick. Right. <laughs> I like that. Just a giant brute with a gentle heart. It's kind of like me. How, wait, how so? I'm, like, I'm known around here to be very strong.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, like, I'm also, I have, like, a heart of gold, though. <laughs> I don't know. And when I die, I think I'm gonna uh, fall in love with the drawing.
0: Okay, it sounds like <laughs> rather than describing yourself, you're just describing Dolly and putting your name in front of it. <laughs>
1: no, no, I'm the Sultan's <laughs> why.
0: So on February 11th, I might. Sorry. Okay. One more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I might pick up that move of just drawing a beautiful woman <laughs> and then wearing her around my neck. And <laughs> then telling people that that's going to be my, my wife in heaven <laughs> But it's like a stick figure <laughs> Right <laughs> I'm going to do that Yeah, do that? Yeah Okay <laughs> Okay, you can keep going with the knowledge That's fine You're the knowledge guy, I'm the fantasy You're the ideas guy Yeah, I got ideas Yeah John Ollie's down <laughs> That's why I recorded this So I remember that I got to draw gotta a draw, lady, picture. draw a stick figure and put it on my neck
0: <laughs> Tell me more about Holly Adali. <laughs> So, What's
1: his new manager's name?
0: Uh, J M Houseman.
1: J M Houseman. Yeah. Any idea what J M stands for? I don't. I, sh- I should. I should have looked that just, up. Just a manager. Uh, L-, L M Houseman. L. M. Houseman. Uh, L M Houseman. All right, last manager. I
0: do know that he was also. Uh, I think he financed like plays around this time. Also, he was known for that. Okay. Yeah, well, I had a feeling. Yeah. Uh, I knew
1: I knew L M Houseman from somewhere. <laughs> it was from financing plays in the late 1800s. <laughs>
0: So on February 11th, he beats two wrestlers, Jack Comstock and John Leon, uh, both three times in 29 minutes and 24 seconds. Jesus. One report notes that at one point, Adali is on the ground and that the crowd shouted for for Leon to hit him with a ball bat or get a derrick to fall on him. What's a.
1: Okay, a ball bat would be a baseball bat. Baseball bat. See how I put that together? Yep. And Derek is just a dude named Derek. <laughs> <laughs> that they
0: hang from the rafters. Well, kind of. I mean, it's a type of crane that would, like, lift lift heavy weights, especially, like, on a ship. Okay. So they wanted them to drop that on a dolly. They wanted to drop a crane on dolly? Yeah. Jesus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the crowd, you know, it's... I would take the ball bat. Versus the crane being the, dropped on the you. The
1: classic "Would you rather?" Would you rather be beat with a ball bat or have a derrick dropped on you? <laughs> I would take the ball bat nine times out of ten. That tenth time, though, I would go for it. Gonna <laughs> roll the dice a little I'll bit. I'll take the risk. Yeah, let see see because I might be able to dodge that crane faster.
0: That's true. Yeah, it'd probably, it'd probably be easier. it's probably
1: easier to get out of the way of a falling crane than a man with a bat chasing you.
0: That's probably depending on how high the derrick is lifted and. When you notice that it's falling. True. So there's a lot of factors. Yeah.
1: I mean, Holly Adeli couldn't have known all these, so.
0: Right. Uh, his next match is in Milwaukee on Wednesday, February 15th, where he beats three wrestlers, Captain Tom Shields, Burt Scheller, and Tom Cannon. I remember Tom Cannon. In 90 minutes. Tom Cannon He's of, from England. He is. Yeah. He was uh, part of Yusuf's crew. mm mm-hmm. so. He rolled with Yusuf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So then they start hyping two big matches. So we're going to get get a little bit more hype into it now. So Adali is scheduled to take on Duncan A. McMillan, who was the corner man for Dan McLeod in the previous match, and D.D. McIntyre, whose nickname was the Giant Lineman of the Minneapolis Street Railway. (laughs) That was his nickname. Yeah. (laughs) But his real name was D.D. Right. (laughs) Okay.
1: They had to shorten that. The Giant (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lineman of the Minneapolis Street Railway.
1: Okay. (laughs) That would get very annoying <laughs> to have that be your nickname, right? <laughs> yeah, Didi's much easier to say. You don't think you think that's easier to say than the, the giant, giant lineman, lineman of, the of the Minneapolis Street, street Railway? railway? Know, the giant lineman of the Minneapolis Street well, Railway. I like it. It's coming around a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's my new Wi-Fi password. <laughs>
0: So this was going to be Adali's first handicap match against two heavyweight wrestlers. We've seen him do handicap matches, but usually it's people. At light You're telling me the giant lineman of the Minneapolis
1: Street Railway is a heavyweight? That's true. <laughs> wow, yes, I never would have guessed based off the nickname.
0: I am telling you that the <laughs> giant lineman of the Minneapolis Street Railway is a heavyweight. Can we just
1: go through that real quick? <laughs> yeah. Lineman being a football player? No. Lineman Lin- meaning he works on the street on, railway on, on the lines. Is this a nickname or just an occupation? <laughs> is his nickname just his his uh, career title?
0: Yes. Okay. So it's not a nickname. Well he's also a giant. The giant lineman. Like so is if he was filling out his like uh if he was filling out like a resume, he previous job would be the lineman of the Minneapolis Street Railway. Lineman,
1: where? Minneapolis Street Railway. Right. Uh race giant.
0: No, 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 okay. no, 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 lineman. So, lineman was occupation. He worked for the Minneapolis Street Railway. It's like, okay, let's come up with a nickname. Well, you're also a giant. So, okay. call you the giant lineman of the Minneapolis yeah, Street cool. Railway. Well, oh, well, you know what? This all checks out now. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, Definitely not uh, an irrational nickname
0: anymore. <laughs> I'm glad you came around on that. Because yep. I was being, getting questioned what was going on with you. So, McMillan weighed 210 pounds, whereas the giant lineman of the Minneapolis Street Railway... <laughs> 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 Wait, how much? He weighed two
1: hundred and thirty pounds. That was the giant lineman of the Minneapolis Street Railway. Yep. Weighed two hundred thirty pounds. Yeah. Damn, dude, I weigh more than the giant lineman of the Minneapolis <laughs> Street Railway. <laughs> that's not. I gotta tell my doctor. <laughs> the look, dog. Like I know I've been struggling with weight issues for a while, but I just found out that I I weigh more than the giant lineman of the Minneapolis <laughs> Street Railway, and she's gonna go. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about D.D. McMillan. McIntyre, McIntyre, McIntyre. Right, like Drew McIntyre. Yeah, but D D D. Yeah, oh the D Drew Drew? Drew, 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 Drew McIntyre. That's right. Okay, all right. Let's um, stop. Okay, I don't. Okay, but I do need to check. You know,
0: go to the gym or something. Now. <laughs> you could start calling maybe Scott call uh, Drew McIntyre, the giant lineman of the Scottish Railway. Maybe or maybe because
1: yeah. I'm fatter than him, I should be the more giant lineman of, I
0: don't know. How one, do you think Adali could throw you? No. <laughs> how, how much does Adali weigh again? Do you remember? Uh, 185
1: pounds, I think. 185? Yeah. Oh, I could toss a dolly. Okay. <laughs>
0: Adali's tiny, then. Uh, could No, 220. Sorry. Still. All right. <laughs> uh, the other big match that's to get, starting to get hyped is that Adali is finally going to get to wrestle Ernest Rober. E-robe. Uh, so, Rober had, up until this time, been doing a lot of work in the theater. So, um, lately, he just hasn't had time to wrestle Adali like he did with Yusuf. Got
1: to put your passions first. Right. Yeah. What do you, uh, work in the theater, do you know what that entails, or you just know he works? There? Was so, he an actor? Was he a director? Yeah.
0: So, um, Rober's uh, mentor was William Muldoon. Will so, William Muldoon Will was a legendary wrestler who we'll probably get into later in the series. Okay. Uh, and he kind of pioneered... Uh, also playing a wrestler on stage for certain things. Do you need to adjust that? I just get
1: worried that I'm too low, but okay. I, I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. Okay,
0: The fans will let us know if I was too low. That's right. So uh, Muldoon kind of pioneered also acting in plays. He would be like a Shakespeare play as a wrestler and stuff like that. Okay. And, uh, like Robert, ready to rumble. Yeah, kind of like that idea. So uh, Robur kind of picked up on that, and he would be – he would do stage shows um, where he would be like the strongman and stuff like that, and he would also kind of do demonstrations on theater where he would like have exhibitions of wrestling matches. Also, to kind of he his, had his, his whole act, so kind of like vaudeville. So they would,
1: they would do theater productions where they would fake wrestling matches, yeah, and then they would have very similar things happen with wrestling matches. Correct. <laughs> Seems like that could have been a big issue. Also. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if say like say someone went on TV today and they were like oh we're doing a dramatic production of a football a whole football game yeah and then it's just the same level of entertainment as a regular football <laughs> game you'd be like oh wait a second are all oh all football games they would crack the code yeah I also imagine if William Shakespeare came back. <laughs> Right now, and just like was reincarnated and sat in this room for like two seconds, right. and you were just like, "Yeah, yeah, he did a bunch of Shakespearean plays," and I'm just like, "Oh, like ready to rumble," <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, kind of like that." It's the same idea. And, and it's for the like, masses, he's like, "Nothing's worth it," <laughs> and he goes back and de- back, to, and he doesn't do anything ever. <laughs> Just say it. Oh, so in this... If in you this, go back in
0: time, would you kill baby Shakespeare? Wait, so Shakespeare in this scenario wasn't a ghost when he came up? He, <laughs> no, he was time traveling no, here? I messed up. He's
1: time traveling here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is right before he decides he wants to be a playwright. He wants to see how his works are interpreted. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he comes, obviously, to the center of arts and theater in today's day and age, the Hippodrome Recording Studio, <laughs> where we discuss fake sports. And he's like, oh, I hear they're about to mention me.
0: And then I'm like, oh yeah, like the movie Ready to Rumble. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna do plays anymore. I mean, time traveling Shakespeare—that's that's money right there. That idea, like he could, yeah, like do a lot with that's that. That's my whole—I have the whole other podcast called Time Traveling Shakespeare. <laughs> now, does he like take like? Well, we don't need. Yeah, that, I right? mean. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I the, wonder if
1: the fans uh, like when we go on tangents or not, because some people and there's like. I, it's a more of an informational podcast. Some people yeah. are like, get to the information. But right. Some, well, you know, if they're enjoying it, they're enjoying it. Yeah. We'll have to ask Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just call our fans Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier. Much better than hippo heads or hippies. <laughs> just address them uh, d- directly. Right. Just Kevin. Kevin, do you like these tangents? or Like, should we just stick on stay on track? We have to wait. Have <laughs> we to have, wave I have to wait for that. I was ready for his response, but I forgot we had to wait for him. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Also, yeah, never mind, Kevin. All right. <laughs> so, uh, interestingly, I would I would expect that the Rober hi- match would get more hype, but it seems like there's way more hype hyping the um, the handicap match. So, on March 9th, the Princeton Union from Minnesota reports that Ernest Rober had defeated Haliadali in Boston the night before, mm-hmm. and it's just one line with no details on the match. Ooh. So what do you think's is happening now? Um, I think that
1: um, Holly Adali says yeah. one line.
0: There's only one line. It just says Ro- Ernest Rober beat Holly Adali in Boston last night.
1: So I think that is not true. Okay. Um,
0: I think Holly Adali
1: probably tossed them all around. Okay. <laughs> destroyed the man. And then maybe, like I don't know, picked his nose too long. <laughs> <laughs> however late 1800s. Wrestling works. And then, where are we right now? We late 181899.
0: Yeah. So we're okay because you
1: know I don't want to mess up what I say. I don't want to say late 1800s if it's 1900s. That's okay. But yeah, it's probably some dumb. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then
0: Rober got to the newspaper man and like had them change it, the results. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All okay. right. So no, no, no. Well, I think I think Rober won. You think Rober did win? Oh, okay. Uh, in the paper. Gotcha.
1: But I think it's just like, oh yeah, there's Robert One. So you look at that and you go, oh well, how Holl- he must have beat Holly Adali. Right. But
0: if you watch the if match. If you watch
1: the match, it's like, come on,
0: man. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's just my theory though. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So uh there's another report that starts to circulate that Robert also beat Adali in New York soon after that.
1: Okay. I'm starting to get a little skeptical about this.
0: So Adali's new manager, L. M. Hausman, comes out and says that this New Turk that Rober has been beating is a fake. And the real...
1: Sorry, I I was drinking water when you said that. Now (laughs) I spit it all over the uh, laptop. Wipe your screen. Okay, now tell me what's going on.
0: So (laughs) the theater
1: of the mind, folks.
0: The the real Hali Adali has been in Chicago when these matches with Rober were said to be taking place. What? And Adali says that Hill, come a Husband says that Adele wants to challenge this fake Turk to a wrestling match. Okay.
1: So, Rober. So, that's just like. That's just me going to like the Boston Globe and be like, hey, let them know that I, I just knocked out Mike Tyson. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Hey, if you say <laughs> and so. And I go to like the Chicago Tribute. Is that what it's called? Uh, the Interocean. I don't know, man. <laughs> the Chicago Press. And I'm like, yeah, I knocked out Tyson here, too. And then right. it's like, oh, yeah, we heard about you. Yeah,
0: that's fine. Right. And then Tyson's like, Oh, man, I wish I could do a Tyson list. <laughs> but, yeah, he gets pissed. Right. <laughs> they're like, well, he is, you know, does way more than the giant linemen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah Street streetwear, Yeah, yeah, So, uh, so Rober responds in the Baltimore Sun the next day saying that, quote, that all Turks look alike to him, that the match was made for him to wrestle Hali Adali, that he wrestled the man they produced and announces Halei Adali. He defeated this man and was satisfied. And that he's still of the opinion that the man he defeated was Hali Adali.
1: I, you know, I can't go down this path. <laughs> Do you understand why?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, Rober was running a variation of this scam around different towns with this fake Adali. Okay, man. So the Indianapolis Journal puts out a long report about what Rober was up to. Okay. So this was a little bit different of. Details a little bit different So apparently at some point They changed the name Of the wrestler To Morad Ali Um So (laughs) They just changed his name So Rober was Claiming Did the Halyad Ali scam He got called out for it And then like Okay well I'm not gonna do that So here's my new Here's this new Turk Morad Ali Okay Yeah So he's just naming These Turks Right Okay So The fake Turk Would go into town With his manager The underlying racism here is it's tough it's, to not acknowledge? You can acknowledge. I it. I
1: won't acknowledge it because I'll go down the path of lightheartedness and jokes, right? Which does not seem fit for two white guys talking about wrestling. It's true. Yeah. So, but. so we'll avoid that. But we, I do feel feel like we have to point out that this is insanely racist, right? It's incredibly racist. Okay, that's all. Yeah. I'm okay. Don't um, get me going down. Okay. Okay. Right.
0: But uh, thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um. I'm modest as fuck. <laughs> so the fake Turk would go into into a town with his manager and go to the newspapers and say, this is Murad Ali. Hali Dali is not in the running with him. Haliya Dali never wrestled Yusuf. Murad Ali did. We won't say he defeated him because the man is not alive to defend himself. We have been chasing this rover over the country to get a match with him, and we are going to make him wrestle here. He can't refuse. Ooh. Then, as part of Rober's theater show, one of the things that he would do was he would make an open challenge to throw any man in the audience. Okay. Uh, the fake Turk tries to accept, but then Rober says to his manager that they've already set up a challenger. <laughs>
1: Wait. At one of his theater shows. Right. Ro- uh, Rober. Fake Adali.
0: Murad Ali? Murad Adali. Murad, Adali. Mur- Murad
1: Ali. Murad Ali. This yep. new, just this new Turk. Yeah. Is that one of the theater
0: shows? Is that one of the theater shows? And
1: he's like, "I'll fake fight you right now." Right. And he's like, "Oh no, no we don't fake fight." Or he's like, and "Then he's
0: like, oh sorry, I already have a." Oh, a, I mean,
1: I I, meant, I said everyone, but I meant like I have a guy. Right. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so <laughs> um, then Roba says that he'll wrestle the Turk the next night. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next night, Rober makes a show of wrestling this Murad Ali and fails to throw him.
1: Doesn't even throw him.
0: Then uh, Murad Ali's manager makes an open challenge to throw any man, and Rober accepts their challenge for the next night.
1: Okay, so we're going to have a rematch.
0: Yep. Rober versus Murad. Exactly. Then in the final night... Murad Ali fails to throw Rober, so Rober gets the money back, and then they move on to the next town and keep doing the scam over and over again. These two. Yep. These two dogs. (laughs) Damn, dude. These two racist, racist dogs. I mean, it works. (laughs) So this is not the first time that there's been a fake Turk. Um, After Yusuf became so successful, there were a lot of people calling themselves Yusuf and the terrible Turk around. But this is the beginning of it becoming a huge problem. Uh, In June of 1899, later, uh, there's there's said to be two or three fake Halei Adalis wrestling around the country, which starts to make his career (laughs) very difficult to track.
1: Yeah, that seems like, because it's like, which one's the real Halei Adalis? Exactly. It's like when fake Undertaker came, no one could tell the difference.
0: I mean, you could tell the difference. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You can tell the difference between the fake Undertaker and the real Undertaker? Okay, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I couldn't. One had gray gloves, one had purple gloves. Yeah, but I don't I don't see color.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm so, so calm during this portion of the podcast.
0: <laughs> you were like your nails are like <laughs> clinching your knees. <laughs> it's tough. So it's very tough. So we we know Rober was behind one of these like um I'm
1: behind. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I laughed too hard. I'm okay. sleeping from the laughter. So we know that Robo was behind one of these fake Holly Idalis. Uh, people would call them these pair of hippodromers oh. on the papers. Man, people that fake sports. Can you believe them? No. <laughs> uh, and that's the issue. <laughs> so LM Hausman. Also claimed that Tom Cannon and Tony Pierre were behind another one of these fake Turks.
1: Tony <laughs> Pierre, He has another Turk. <laughs> Apparently, <they> have- <laughs> Tony Pierre does have another Turk. <laughs> yeah. Good God, my man just collects Turks. <laughs> oh
0: my God. <laughs> so, um, there's a Mark S. Hewitt uh, write this book called Catch Wrestling that I r- really enjoy, and in it he talks about. This is like decades later, like in the 19 teens. Yeah. There's a story about a fake Turk and fake wrestlers, and it gets into how confusing researching wrestling history can be. Okay. So, just to indulge for a second so so Farmer Burns uh, had his own wrestling troupe with Frank Gotch at this time. And as part of their troupe, they also had fake Turks in the early 1900s. And. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: are Turkish people just like doinks? <laughs> like, are they just they're just a bunch of Turks? It's like, a bunch it's of people. Just, it's okay. He's like, oh, it's one of my Turks. Right. Yeah. Good. I don't think it's God, okay, man. I don't know.
0: So there was. Does an- this happen with other races? No, not that I can. It's find. just Turks. It's it just, seems like Turks. There's
1: a bunch of Turks everywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm and sure it happens with other races as well at some point, but it seems like it's a particularly big thing with tur- with Turks. All right. Because Yusuf was so successful that they're like, oh, we need, we need someone from the from the Ottoman Empire. I guess like,
1: that probably was a huge thing in like Indies and stuff when Sheikh was taken off, where yeah. it was like we have a bunch of just Arabians. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's always that classic uh, xenophobic heel angle.
0: And you also have you know the rise in the 80s and uh, the Cold War of all the fake Russians they had. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As long as we can justify racism here in the blog, all the Russians with <laughs> all these Russians with Minnesota accents—the <laughs> like, most huh. dangerous type of Russian, yeah. you ask me. that all went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know that, right? About all the wrestlers who went to the same high school.
1: No, but maybe we should do that as for a bonus episode. Okay,
0: all right, we'll <laughs> save it. Um, so one of these uh, was an Armenian wrestler by, named Bob Managoff. His son also became a big star in the was that check. Huh?
1: Managoff, what's that? Is he from the Czech he's,
0: Republic? Uh, once again, he's Armenian.
1: I like that I didn't listen and I just tried to guess it. <laughs> you told me what he was. Right. Is he, he from the Czech Republic? Was that even a thing then? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so he's
0: Armenian. Yeah. He's from Armenia. <laughs> yeah. So his son actually would go on to wrestle in the National Wrestling Association, not Alliance. Okay, the NWA. And would uh, become the World Heavyweight Champion in 1942. So that guy's dad wrestled as a f- fake Turkish wrestler for <laughs> for for Frank Gotch. Bring your dad to work day. Yeah. Career day. That must <laughs> be <been> fun. Uh our <laughs>
1: is my dad. He's a fake Turkish wrestler. And then everyone's like, so is my dad, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> we all
0: have fake Turkish wrestling dads. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs>
1: yeah. That old table set up at career day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, so years after that, after Managoff stopped being uh, a fake Turk, in 1913, he started wrestling under his old name. And he was about to wrestle, not becoming a wrestler named Bob Friedrich Ro- or Robert Friedrich. And the winner would then meet this other wrestler.
1: Friedrich, was that German?
0: Uh, yeah. So I nailed that one. <laughs> so Bob Friedrich or Bob Fredericks, he would sometimes call. So he, I call him Bobby Freds. <laughs> so he didn't get the letter to come wrestle, Managoff. So Managoff instead started wrestling under the name of Bob Fredericks, which was the other wrestler's real name.
1: Wait. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who was I? Who didn't get the letter to wrestle what?
0: So Managoff, who used to be a fake Turk, Managoff, the sta- fake Turk, he started wrestling under his real name, Bob Bobby Frederick. Yeah, Bobby Managoff, Bobby Managoff, and then Bob Managoff was supposed to wrestle, uh, Bob Frederick. Bob Frederick, and then Bob Frederick didn't get the the note to come wrestle. So he was so Bobby Managoff was like, yo, he sent him a note, and he was like, yeah. uh, he was like, Bobby Frederick, come wrestle me, come wrestle. And Bobby Frederick was like, what note? Right. So then Bobby Maningoff was like, well now I'm Bobby Frederick exactly because they had spent all this time building up this guy Bobby Frederick and then so then he was like, well I mean if Bobby Frederick's the best then I'm the I'm
1: Bobby Frederick though.
0: right so he took this guy's name
1: okay <laughs> so then I go to New York City and I'm like I I know I said I beat Mike Tyson <laughs> right I actually my bad I am Mike Tyson yeah because he never came to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to fight Mike Tyson. He didn't get my email, right? So actually, I'm, I messed up. I'm Mike Tyson, right? That's what happened. Okay,
0: so then Bob Frederick shows up. Oh man! <laughs> and they, so they want to. That's put... a very awkward moment. <laughs> so they want to, dude the hippa the hip heads out
1: there are making memes right now. Like that face when the real Bob Frederick shows up, and it's right. all these memes. <laughs> So Bob Frederick, uh, no, it's the it's the guy when
0: Lesnar beat Taker.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, that guy in the audience with the, like, bul- oh, yeah. the bulging like, eyes, and he's like, he's like, oh my god, that <laughs> meme. It's like a classic. It's still, meme. still real to me.
0: The guy. No, no. When oh, yeah. Lesnar oh, yeah, beat yeah.
1: Taker, and then the guy in the oh, front row no. with his eyes bulging and stuff. I know what you. That's talking the about. face when the real Bob Frederick shows up. Now <laughs>
0: we're gonna we gonna post that on Twitter, dude. They're gonna love it. <laughs>
1: People are gonna be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> Like you have to go like 35 minutes into the episode three, baby, to get it. It's
0: going to be totally worth it. Yeah. So you ready for the payoff? Yeah. <laughs> so Bob, so Bob Managoff is now wrestling as Bob Managoff. who used to be a fake Turk, is now wrestling as Bob Fredericks. Bob Fredericks shows up to fake Bob Fredericks, so they have to change Bob Fredericks, the original Bob Fredericks name, and they change it to Ed Strangler-Lewis. And that's how Ed Strangler-Lewis got his name. <laughs>
1: what one sec (laughs) who's the other strangler
0: lewis evan strangler lewis he came after he came before
1: (laughs) (laughs) why would they just be like like uh like
0: john stevenson there's so many names right but at this point, Bob Frederick's been show, been like such build up. He's like, "Well, we need someone who like can have a name that we build up." Oh, Strangler Lewis used to be a big name. Let's call this guy Ed Strangler Lewis after Evan Strangler Lewis's name, and like we'll make so him. So
1: Bob, the original Bobby Fredericks, right, is now Ed Strangler Lewis, correct. And the original Bob Managoff
0: is Bob Fredericks, correct. That's so embarrassing. Right. <laughs> Dude. And then Ed Strangler-Lewis goes on to be the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> I can't...
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> this is all crazy to me. Like, what if a fan's like, Yo, Bob Fredericks! And then they're like, Why is Ed Strangler-Lewis looking at me? <laughs> he's, he's like, Oh, I forgot that that's my actual name. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> good <laughs> it's it's like so,
1: like, if, like a fucking <laughs> like if Roman Reigns his real
0: name was John Cena right
1: and like, we have to change it to Roman Reigns now
0: well <laughs> so Roman Reigns his real name is Joe and he's from Samoa so but he's not Samoa Joe okay that is kind of confusing <laughs> I don't know
1: I think he just I think I'm done with wrestling <laughs> just in general this is all insane <laughs> Everyone's acting insane. (laughs) I want to go back and tell them all they're acting insane. They're all acting so irrational. There's so many other names out there.
0: That's why it's very hard to research what's happening. I get it now.
1: (laughs) Thank God I don't do the research. I'm just mind blown by it. My only job here is to be mind blown by (laughs) early 1900s
0: professional wrestling. Late 1800s still? Late 1800s still. We're just on the verge of the turn of the 20th century. I can't wait. Fucking Y2K. (laughs) That's not fair. So let's get back to the match of uh of the I doubt he's going to wrestle this handicap match against McMillan and DD D. McIntyre, the giant the, lineman the, of the, the Minneapolis, Minneapolis street, 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 Railway. Railway. Street, Railway.
1: street Railway. Street Railway. The giant lineman of the Minneapolis <laughs> Benny The giant lineman of the Minneapolis
0: Street Railway. Yep.
1: And JD McMillan.
0: <laughs> right, that's the other guy's name, JD McMillan. Uh yeah. McMillan, I forget his. At this point, I forget his first name. Okay. I'd have to scroll so far back. Can we just go with JD? We can call <laughs> it JD. It's gonna
1: end up being like Tom Cannon McMillan <laughs> or something. You know, I can't keep all these names in line. That's okay. It's pissing me
0: off. <laughs> There's so many Turks. I don't know. Go. I told. I tried to tell you this was gonna be a really confusing episode.
1: I know, but I, the other the first two were confusing enough.
0: Right? I try. I tried to ease you into it with Yusuf, fairly straightforward. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah. Go.
1: <laughs> tell me about the handicap match.
0: Um, So, this does seem to be the real Ali Adali, as best I can tell. Okay. But McMillan also wrestles, later wrestles a fake Ali Adali. Okay. So, that seems to happen later. So, the match in Minneapolis, heavy promoted. It's going to be 90 minutes. Adali is going to have to throw each man twice in 90 minutes. Stranglehold and Flying Falls are both barred. Uh, And you can only have a decision if two points are down. Your points are your shoulders and your hips. Okay. A fall sometimes would be... Points would be... So both shoulders, if you get both shoulders down, that's that's two points down. One shoulder, one hip, that's two points down. Oh, combination okay. of which. Okay. Yeah.
1: So if you, like, land on your side, that's a fall, kind
0: of. Best as I can tell. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't but know, does no does flying... Does this fl- even matter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, not, the hippodroming, the idea of this fictionalization of sports goes so far beyond the actual... <laughs> sport itself into the fact that these guys are just sharing names (laughs) and then lying about beating each other and then there's so many of each one of them (laughs) it's like who cares (laughs) i know it's a tough sell for the podcast we're on episode three but like where where is there anything that anchors any of this to any point point of reality with it no, no. Okay, perfect. That's the way I want to live. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. Tell me about the men, <laughs> the fucking sexy ass men. <laughs> so they reduced the size of the ring from twenty four feet to twenty one feet, <laughs> so so the match will not develop, oh. so that the match will not develop into a sprinting contest. So they don't run away. Real quick side note: I had a very vivid dream last night that I
1: was in a what's the wrestling match when there's three different rings. Uh, World, world War Three. I had a World War. I dreamed I was in World War Three, but all the wrestling rings were made out of ice. <laughs> Go
0: on. <laughs> Is that the the Battle Royal one or the one where they're stacked on top of each other? All next to each other. That's oh, no, World War Three. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they're all made of ice. Ice. Huh. Yeah. And I was t- I was
1: taking bumps on them and it hurt so bad. Okay. I'm gonna but try- it, in my mind, I was like, "Well, this will feel better when I get to the real ring." Then.
0: Okay. I'm gonna try to dream that tonight too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So the betting odds. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. All right. The betting odds leading off to the match shifted so that Ali was now favorite, like, the underdog. So underline. McIntyre— He's the underline. Yeah, that's right. Arr. The underline? Yeah. A lot of a lot of things underline, yeah. Underline cause. <laughs> so McIntyre was a Canadian and a champion mixed wrestler. So, Scottish-Canadian? Yep. Uh, so he would do catches, catch can collar-and-elbow, and he would do side-hold-with-harness.
1: Dude, that's such a Canadian move, <laughs> the side-hold-with-harness. Um, that's he, that's the late 1800s sharp.
0: Right <laughs> the side-hold-with-harness. The
1: side-hold-with-harness. Side
0: yeah. Uh, it gets so weird. Uh, they have uh, su- such, so many weird rules. Uh, no. he So he also worked as an over. as we talked before, he worked as an overhead lineman for the Twin City Rapid Transit Company. Oh, we've discussed that. Yeah. So he operated streetcars and buses. And he would do repair and maintenance work on the power lines. Okay, Duncan A. McMillan. That's his first name, Duncan. Uh, So he was a very experienced wrestler, and uh, he was a five-style champion, Um, which I think the five styles are Catch-as-Catch-Can, Call-An-Elbow, Side-Hold-With-Harness, Greco-Roman, and uh, Cornish, also known as Devonshire. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I knew all those. Adali, uh, in the match, gets three falls, but not the fourth, so he loses again. Okay, yeah. Makes sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you win 75% of the falls, you're the loser. Right. Right. So, Adali matches are being promoted basically every day in the newspapers at this point. How can they not be? So, sometimes he wins, sometimes he quote-unquote loses, but he's still not getting pinned. I know. I haven't (laughs) heard once. So he has a lot of these a lot of these matches that are basically end the same way at this period. Uh in May he wrestles Darcakik. Uh <laughs> who's a wrestling champion who who came out of retirement after being away for 7 years. Darcakik. Karkik. Karkik. Karkik, C A R K E E K, K. Okay. Armenian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh so Adali beats him, then Kaki can last 90 minutes to the time limit, so Kaki technically wins. Yeah, of course he does. Uh, and then Burns and Adali.
1: Dude, I'd be so pissed if I was not like Adali. <laughs> Just show up to America and whoop ass, and then everyone's like, "Yeah, but you lost." He's like, "But I barely. I didn't lose. <laughs> I did so good. <laughs> I did so much better than the other people." And they're like, "Yeah, but look at the paper. The paper says you lost." He's like, "I know what the paper says, but I'm fucking kicking ass everywhere. Literally everywhere." <laughs> He's like, oh, I won eight out of nine falls, but then I fell outside the ring and the ref was also a cop, He was also a Turk, who changed his name to Drew McIntyre, the lineman of the Minneapolis Vikings, Minnesota, and then that's why I
0: lost. I mean, yeah, you lost. is me off. I mean, you lost, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would
1: quit if I was a Dolly. <laughs> I would fucking find my own La Begonia and swim with the fishes. <laughs> oh, no, that's the way to that's go. He got to do it.
0: I mean, I guess then he'd be with his beloved in heaven, then, at least.
1: Yeah, and he'd be, the, he'd be in the ocean with Youssef as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> his old buddy. Yeah. His old sparring partner. Um, so Burns, Farmer Burns, uh, is going to have a match. And Burns, uh, just one-on-one, he lasts the time limit again.
1: Farmer. So much simpler
0: <laughs> than
1: linemen of the Minneapolis Street Railway.
0: <laughs> farmer? Oh, yeah. I guess it's, a, I guess it's That's depends idea. on how you look at it. Yeah. yeah he's a farmer. I mean, they're both pretty straightforward. They both tell you who they are.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: Um, there's more controversy, though, here in this match. Ooh, controversy. Change it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause, so the match was scheduled to be a 75-minute wrestling match, and there's going to be a 20 minute intermission between the falls. Okay. <laughs> uh or during the match. And so uh Burns was also the promoter of the match. Yeah. And so he surpri- surprised Adali during the match by claim during the inter claimed after the inter so they have the match. Yep. They they have an intermission. Mm-hmm. And then after the inter- 20 minute intermission going Burns is like, "Okay, so that that 20 minutes intermission actually counts against you in the 75 minutes."
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how intermissions work.
0: So uh, it would just
1: be mission. It wouldn't be an intermission. Yeah, there's no, there's a, there's nothing in. Inter-
0: so you get screwed again. No, you don't say. <laughs> So after that
1: There's people that are like Every SummerSlam Like Every SummerSlam The champion wins And then the Money in the Bank guy Comes out And he loses Like it's always so confusing Go back to the late 1800s And complain then Alright <laughs> Cause wrestling now Is so straightforward This is insane Every match is insane I haven't heard one match yet Where it's like Yeah he beat him Yeah he, <laughs> They wrestled And then he pinned him
0: This is insane I, I'm not defending it
1: I know you're not <laughs> I have a headache I hate it I just want Holly Adali to fucking win my man deserves it he's working his ass off
0: so after this Adali starts to settle in and starts wrestling the same people over and over again okay including handicap matches and then he goes off to spend a lot of time in Minnesota for an extended period uh, sorry, Montana. Montana for an extended period, not Minnesota. All right, well I Take back my whistle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at, at some point during this, uh, he may or may not have had a falling out with his manager, Hausman? Ellen L- Hausman. L- L- and he starts working, working with Duncan McMillan at the time. Ah, uh, okay. Duncan! Uh, so he just, they just keep having <laughs> matches with Duncan McMillan. Okay. So, Hostman apparently issues an injunction against Macmillan in July of 1899 for stealing his Turk. Exactly, Turk he, thief. He says he has a t- because <laughs> <laughs> he says that he has a two-year contract. Yeah. Uh, but there's also a report from June of 1899 where Macmillan also says that he's that Macmillan that that McMillan was using a fake Halia Dolly. So I guess there's three. Says- <laughs> Okay. So, I guess the scenarios are either <laughs> Holly Adali and, and Hausman have a falling out, and Adali goes to wrestle with with McMillan. McMillan. Uh, McMillan has a fake Holly Adali that he's using all this time. Yep. Uh, Or, yeah, those are the those two, are the two, the yeah, two those scenarios. Just, yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So I believe what happens is that Hali Adali had a falling out with Hausman and goes to work with McMillan during this time. We don't believe the fake. I think that at some point McMillan was wrestling a fake Hali Adali, but after wrestling the fake Hali Adali, he then brings in the real one to wrestle with. Okay. I think that's what's happening. Sure. <laughs> do, do we need truth? <laughs> so to get out of legal trouble... Halia Dali sneaks over into Canada and spends several months there so that to wait for his contract to end with Hausman, and then comes back and starts with, working with Macmillan and Burns once again. But again, Burns was also working with a lot with Cannon around this time, and Cannon and Burns were both also known to have fake Turks. Yeah, man, that was the thing back then. You know? <laughs> so it seems like at some point they lured the, they lured the, the real thing in. To the wrestle wrestling. the real Hollywood deli. So in October, the Inter Ocean, where Hausman was the sports editor, publishes a big profile on a new wrestler named Kara Osman. Kara,
1: Kara, K A R A, yeah. Osman, O S M A N, O S S M A N, O S S M A N, yeah. From from Hungary.
0: Uh, he had just arrived in America from uh, as the new terrible Turk from Turkey. Yep. Okay, let me guess. Comes. He's
1: from the Sultan. He's directly from the Sultan. Yep. Is he really directly from the Sultan? Yeah. God damn. Let me. Who's his manager? <clears throat> if you say Antonio Pierre, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm done.
0: Uh, so Hausman is his manager. Hausman. Okay. okay. This now this is the new this <laughs> new Turk guy that I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, but also Burns is quoted extensively talking about how great Osman is. Okay. Yeah.
1: So Burns likes him. That's fine. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, also Osman, uh, while he was in Turkey, he both, he, he beat both Yusuf and Halle. And no, okay.
1: Yeah. You know what? I saw that coming. <laughs> that he's the best Turk coming out of Turkey. I had a feeling that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to it's fucking mad fake osman's next episode
0: <laughs> i debated doing an osman episode but oh it's oh, not an osman I, I, episode no yeah. okay. <laughs> sorry for the fake teaser fans that's okay
1: well guess what it's probably the same exact story yes. <laughs> that we've told twice now <laughs> No, they were different. They were very different stories. You step it out. It does start to get repetitive, though. <laughs> <No hours. laughs> oh, you don't say. They're just recycling. Like, nowadays, it's like, oh, my God, they uh, this is the same angle they did in the 80s with Hogan. It's like, this
0: is like a year apart. Right. So Right.
1: I wonder when the last Turk was.
0: Whew. I mean, there's people that are using the nickname the Terrible Turk into the 1930s still. Okay. Well, so, we'll have to
1: trace that at some point. Yeah. You
0: know? Uh, so in late 1899 and early 1900, Adali is wrestling in Montana and Utah, but these are all like local stories. He's no longer on the national stage. Uh, False and grace. So I think he's not in the big I think he, cause it's also because he's not in the big markets anymore.
1: Because of Osman?
0: Uh, yeah, Osman's taking that, yeah, th- that Taking the That race. would suck Yeah, if
1: you're the terrible Turk, and then Osman comes over. He's like, actually, I am. And he's like, well, I mean. We're all lying, so, I mean, if you have a better lie than me, I guess you, you yeah, sure. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I beat Yusef, And then Austin's like, yeah, I beat Yusef, and I beat you, too. And he's
0: like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Utah. While well, in Utah, he does learn how to swim, though. So that's good. And, I mean, that could have helped the other one. <laughs> the wrong Turk learned how to swim. <laughs> yep. I, and the, but they don't bring that up in, in the article. I'm like, that's the obvious, like, line. It's yeah. like. He's, he wants to avoid that fate.
1: He's better. He beat Yusuf, and he learned how to way. <laughs> that's to that's to rub it in Osman's face.
0: So, in the summer of 1900, Adali has a falling out with McMillan huh. uh, in Denver. And and the real
1: Adali had a falling out with McMillan, as far as I can tell. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so McMillan claims that Adali owed him twenty-five dollars. Okay, and so. Does he just want? I'll give it to him. <laughs> so he gets the local constable to come down and uh, repossess Adali's trunks, shoes, and his fez. So his hat. Like the same way that if someone doesn't like
1: pay their like car payment, someone right. will come and repo their car. Yeah, this guy owes twenty five dollars. So they stole his clothes. <laughs> right you know like a locker room prank basically the sand deal yeah he got out of the shower he's like where are my clothes right and they're like god you dude. Where's my 25 bucks <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a falling out <laughs> um it's tough um and then so the last match uh that i could find of hali adali uh was on march 9th 1901 in the u.s this is Uh, And somewhat fittingly, Tom Jenkins is his last match, which was the first match that Adali wrestled at Madison Square got him. And Tom Jenkins defeats Adali in two falls in 16 minutes. Straight up defeats him? Just beats him.
1: (laughs) Adali sucks. (laughs) He's so bad. I need his win-loss
0: record. It can't be good. It's not good. No. (laughs) Why is he so renowned if the guy never wins? <laughs> he's not that renowned. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 not lo- he's not like looked up. People w- would talk about him years later, but they would always talk about him in conjunction with Yusuf. Okay. So like he was he was he was a very big deal at first, and then he just kind of it was kept, like oh he like, kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So he became it, a jobber. <laughs> I mean, again, who knows if this is the real Idali at this point? <laughs>
1: He seems like yeah,
0: he's like a big guy jobber
1: that right. they brought in. And he, like he was like the big thing for like a week, right? And then he's now he's just like
0: losing to like new guys on velocity. He's the Chris Masses, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Ryback, Ryback, when yeah. yeah. Ryback, Ryback
1: came in. He was like beating people in three on one handicap matches, and right. then all of a sudden he's like losing to like Seth Rollins. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's like tagging with uh, what's his name, Mr. Perfect Son. Oh, yeah. Um, Will Henning. Little Henning. <laughs> um, Curtis Axel. Yeah. Uh, so, this was it about it for our in the U.S., and he, he shows up in some other reports and some tournaments in France, his name shows up, I, I found, uh, but he just kind of fades out and is never really the top star that he was before. Do we have a COD? I don't, no. So he could still be around right now. could <laughs> still be going. So, more and more people wrestle under the moniker of Terrible Turk. It'd be funny
1: if they just, like, lost track of time and just kept doing fake Holly <laughs> yes. like, up until the 50s, and they're like, wait a second. Yeah. He'd be dead by now.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they they keep wrestling people under the Terrible Turk like we talked about, but um, there's, they bring in both people who seem like they were re- legitimately Turkish wrestlers and then people who were not, and it just keeps going on and on. So, Yusuf's like, that big splash that he makes in 1898 just, like, keeps on rippling for years and years. Right. Yeah. So, we're going to take a break from talking about Turkish wrestlers. Darn. Next week. <laughs> so, in the next episode, we're going to talk about the brief career of a Greek wrestler named oh. Heraclides.
1: Heraclides. Yeah. Okay. I like that already. I'm already... I, it feels refreshing to hear a Greek name like that and not have to... All right, Heraclides. I'm sure it's gonna be controversy-free and <laughs> nice and straightforward. And I'm gonna let you think that, okay? And Thank then we'll you. we'll see what happens yeah, in the Her- episode. Heraclides, dog, uh, next week. <laughs> oh yeah. Bye.
0: Hi everyone. Steve here again with a few quick notes on the episode you just listened to. I blanked on Halei Adali's weight in the early going there, but he was 225 pounds, which is both less than the giant lineman of the Minneapolis Street Railway and less than my co-host Tyler currently weighs. I also mispronounced the name of Jack Karkik, who came out of the retirement to wrestle Halei Adali. His name was Jack, which is a name, not Jark, which is not a name. I also mentioned at one point that Hausman was Kara Osmond's manager, which I don't know to be true actually. I assumed that because this was soon after Hausman's falling out with Adali. And the paper that did the biggest write-up on Osman was Chicago's Inter Ocean, where Hausman was a sporting editor. But I didn't find any explicit references tying the two together. I also feel it's worth mentioning here, given all the talk of people pretending to be from the Ottoman Empire, that Yusuf, Adali and Osman all definitely were from there. There's also good evidence that Osman was indeed part of Yusuf's touring group in France. There's another terrible Turk, called the Giant Nola, who was six foot seven, who we didn't get into, that also traveled with Yusuf and Osman before eventually coming to America as well. As I mentioned, the story of Too Many Bob Fredericks comes from Catch Wrestling by Mark S. Hewitt, which is a great read if you can find it. It's out of print right now, but if you can find it, definitely worth getting. There's also a similar version of the story in the classic book Fall Guys The Bottom of Bounds by Marcus Griffin. Both of these books, I'm sure, I'll reference more as this podcast goes along. Our email is Hippodroming at BarkStevens.com. That's H-I-P-P-O-D-R-O M-I-N-G at B-A-R-K-S-T-E-V-E-N-S.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at Hippodroming. Until next time, keep on hippodroming.